Has anybody ever said to you, tell me about yourself, and then suddenly you have no fucking clue who you are or anything you've ever accomplished? You stammer and you're like, ah, well, mm." believe me, I know this feeling too. It's not just conversations either. Whenever a client asks for my bio, I look at the paragraph I've written about myself and think, well, shit, this is boring. Who wants to listen to this bitch talk? Welcome to episode 183 of This Shit Works, a podcast dedicated to all things networking, relationship building, and business development. I'm your host, Julie Brown, speaker, author, and networking coach. And today I am joined by chief personality officer and owner of More Than Words Marketing, Danielle Hughes, to discuss what a personality brand is and how we can all create ones for ourselves. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. So think about it. Is your bio stiff and formal? Is your LinkedIn profile as plain as Wonder Bread? Perhaps you'd love to infuse some life or some actual personality into your online professional presence, but you just don't know where to start. Well, that is exactly what my guest today is here to help us with. As the creator of the personality brand, she teaches people how to bring more of themselves into their messaging, helping them feel more comfortable and differentiate themselves from their competitors. So Let's jump into this conversation on how you can start building your personality brand today. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I have never had such an expletive laden intro and I'm fucking here for it. This is like- I aim to please. I can only do myself. I love it. (laughs) So a point of clarification in case somebody didn't catch that in the intro, we're talking about a personality brand, not a personal brand, which begs the question, what's the difference? So here is the difference. So to me, personal means private. So telling people that we need a personal brand doesn't make any sense because if something is private, why are you having to share it with the world? But our personality is who we are and that's what forges connection with other people And in professional spaces, most people are just not comfortable sharing everything about themselves. But in order to foster connection and build relationships, you have to share something. So Mm -hmm. personality brand is the things that you are willing to share with other people that are going to foster those connections in Mm -hmm. terms of showcasing just a little bit of who you are. Um, Nothing that would make you uncomfortable. I like to say these are the things that if you were stuck in an elevator with someone and you had to start a conversation, you would easily be able to talk about it because it's already something that you love. So I think the the magic word you used there was willing to share. Correct. I think that – do you ever have to convince people to be more willing to share? Because when I first started my business, I was like, what is a business supposed to look like? What is it supposed to sound like? And I definitely – did not infuse my personality into my speaking, my yeah. videos, you know, my bio, anything. It took a while. So I'm assuming this is like a creative process that can take some time. Yes. And I was the exact same way as you are. 
which is what I tell people because everyone's like, oh, but you're so extroverted. It's so easy for you. And I'm like, no, no. I'm like, this has been a gradual process for me as well. When I first started my business, I was a generic freelance copywriter. And then I was realizing that I was forgettable and you can't distinguish mm. yourself if you're not bringing some of who you are into your message. So right. it is a baby step. I mean, look, some people are going to be like, love it all in. Here's all the things you need. Other yeah. people are, well, that's just not professional or that's not how I do it or I'm yeah. not comfortable. And I, two things, one personality and professionalism are not mutually exclusive, meaning professional doesn't mean formal or conservative. Mm -hmm. It means doing the work you said you were going to do, showing up on time, being respectful. The personality mm -hmm. piece is just asking people how they're doing, relationship building, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing for people that really push back on me, like when I'm talking about like a LinkedIn bio, for instance, mm -hmm. the end of your headline on LinkedIn, I'm like, just give me a hobby. Put a little word there. Tell me what you yeah. like to do. That's it. Let's start there. Yeah. Guarantee. And I'm sure you know this too. That's the thing that people want to talk about when they meet you. Yep. They don't care about anything yeah. else. Oh, you're a speaker. Are you this? Or that. Oh, you like wine? Oh, let's talk about that. Like, cause yeah. that's the human element, right? We don't care mm -hmm. about what people do for work. We care about who you are as a person. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said it a million times on this podcast that it has been scientifically proven that the most hated question is what do you do? 100%. And yet, if it's the most hated question, it begs the it begs the uh, you know idea of well, if it's the most hated question, it's probably the most hated thing people like to read about you. So, like, let's make it a little bit more interesting, yes. you know, with just a few things. Or why are we I asking mean, I, people if no one likes to yeah. talk about it? Why are we asking that question? Why don't we ask something else? Right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, but that's just the way it is. So it's like reframing that narrative. So somebody's like, "What do you do?" Instead of giving them your job title, right, or your job description, like tell them something interesting that you've always loved since childhood or give them an insight into your brain um, yeah. and reframe it. Yeah. I mean, I I always say like the, the headlines in LinkedIn are like, it, it don't be like everybody else. Like even if your job, a million people have your job or more than a million mm -hmm. people have your job. What what do you love about it? Or like how could you word it differently? Yeah. Um, or things like that. Um, when you are creating a personality brand yeah. for someone, do you look at it as like everything? Is there like in order to create a personality brand, we have to do this piece and this piece and this piece, or are you more focused on just like one thing for somebody? I mean, you know, I don't have like a formula per se. And there's not like a prescription because then everybody will again, sound the same, but it mm -hmm. is more of a fact finding mission for me. It's like, okay. okay, you know, why did you get into what you're doing? Like, tell me about like growing up, like what was your childhood mm -hmm. like? Were you always, you know, playing with something or were you always the ringleader of your friends or were you the follower or were you this? And can we figure out that through line to mm. what you do now professionally. And 99% of the time, the answer is 100% yes. And nobody realizes it that, you know, like I have, I can give you a gazillion examples. So I have a client who's like, oh, I was a latchkey kid, right? Yeah. So 
which, and you know, if you don't know what a latchkey kid is, most Gen Xers were correct. correct, (laughs) Right. So like independent had to figure stuff out on her own. Now she does like systems change and process improvement. And she is going into her company and trying to figure out the best way to do things. And that is all because she always had to figure stuff out growing up because she was alone. So yeah, we had had no parents. correct. Correct. We just, we carry, I mean, if, if anybody doesn't know what the term latch key means, it's literally like we carried keys to the house because we would get home and no one was home. Right. No babysitter, like, no nanny, nope. there's no aftercare program. No, no. The aftercare no. was going outside and coming home at dinner. That was the aftercare yeah, program. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it must be, it must be, it almost sounds like therapy. Like, why am I the way I am? Yes. <laughs> you know? And that's exactly, it's funny because a lot of people say that it is like therapy, it's just more connecting the dots because again, it's more interesting to understand how somebody thinks or how they approach their job than what mm-hmm. they actually do. And that's yeah. the, and to your point, like that's the only distinction, right? To your million copywriters, how would I possibly distinguish myself? I'm not going to compete on price because that, right. then, you know, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, you can only niche yeah. so far. So what yeah. is your way to stand out? It's just by being you and the people that like you are going to want to work with you. And the people that don't just won't. Yeah. Competing on price is never a way to run your business. No. I mean, it's just you have to establish your value. And then you hope that your brand, whether it be your personal brand, your company brand, your personality brand, is what people will pay money for. 100%. Exactly. Or, so. or that they see something in you. Right. Because again, we're trying, you know, we all go into business for ourselves because we want to work with people we like. And if you're not putting yourself out there, then how are you possibly vetting clients based on you? You don't know if they're going to like you or not. Yeah. I mean, I think also, too, when you create a personality brand or your personality is so very evident. Yes in your company, which is easy to do for entrepreneurs because we own the business. So like Mm -hmm. we can do that. It becomes it be, your personality brand or your brand for your company almost vets the clients for you. 100%. Because they, they are not, I mean, so a, 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 an organization is not going to hire me if they cannot handle swears yeah, on stage. Yes, exactly. If they can't handle like maybe some potty humor, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that. So my brand is like, I'm sure people come to my website and are like, that is not for us. That is not our speaker. And you know what that does? That saves me time. 100%. That's the point, right? We want to attract the right people and repel yeah. the wrong people. And I always yeah. say the distinguish, this distinguishing factor there is not offend. We're not offending people. We're repelling them. They're saying, this is not someone yeah. I respond to. Great. Go away. And then, and then you're just dealing with people who love what you do or just want to get to know you. And like, yeah. I'm, we want more hell yeses, not like, I don't knows, or maybe, or this might yeah. be a fit, or I don't want this wishy-washy bullshit. Like, yeah. come to my website, love it, or leave. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like, I just closed a very big deal today, um, multi-event deal for one client. Like, they are hiring me multiple times around Amazing. the country. And- they saw me speak. One person in the company saw me speak over the summer and it had to get approved, like major corporations. It has to get approved through multiple levels of bureaucracy. And 
it was so funny because it was coming up to the, you know, the CEO, like, why are we spending this much money on this woman? And I'm sure he didn't say it like that, but like in my mind, that's what he said. Why are we spending this much money on this woman? Why are we hiring her for multiple events? Like to give the same speech at multiple events. And the person who saw me speak was like, you didn't see her speak. I Mm. did. Like we have to hire her. So even though all of my brain, like he could have looked at all of my reels and my speaker video, you know, reel and everything like that. And that screams my personality, like having somebody see me and be like, yes, this is who she actually is. That closed that deal for me for sure. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I've heard you say that being more authentic, which isn't that the word of the year for 2023 now? And aren't we all sick of it? Like we have to come up with a better word. It's so I mean, funny. I think everybody's yeah, is like got fatigue on authenticity, but but there's no other word be, for lack of a better word right. than being authentic. Like Agreed. you say it will drive comfort and confidence and connection. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So how uncomfortable is it to not be able to be yourself? Yeah. Like you can't do a good job. You can't show up and do your best work if you are constantly thinking about how people are perceiving you or if you constantly feel the need to put on some facade or armor in order to please people or engage with people. So you're not going to perform if you're not showcasing who you are. And again, it doesn't need to be all of you. I am not a fan of the bring your whole self to work thing because I don't think anybody can do that. We're always keeping something, right? Nobody needs Uh everything. Some of it's fine. You don't need me like farting at work. I'm going to keep that at home. Another perk of being the only person in your office. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to let it go here. And then when I come to the meeting, I'm not going to bring it into the office. Right? So <laughs> you need some charcoal underpants. <laughs> I mean, but that's why, like, where nobody is being, and if you are, like, put some, ba- there's some boundary. So, yeah. you know, that is my point. Like, I don't want people to feel like they have to hide, but we also don't need to bring every single aspect of everything to the workplace. It's just enough for you to say, I can be myself, I can do my best work. I can feel comfortable and I'm not constantly thinking about what people are thinking about me or what I have to say or how I need to behave. So that's the comfort. Interesting. Now, yeah. this this podcast is all about connections. Yes. So let's talk about the connection. And I think I know what you're going to say, but I want you to say it anyway. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's hard to connect to people if you are not showcasing an aspect of who you are. Right. You can't connect with someone if you just know what they do professionally. Like I need to know you as a person because I'm a I'm not going to trust you if I don't know anything about you. And then there's nothing for me to relate to. So when you have a personality brand and you say like for you, like part of your brand is swearing, like people who love swearing like me are like, she's my girl. Like, yep. Yeah, yeah I'm already in like done. Don't even need to convince me. I know we're I know we are going to hit it off. And I think that that's the key. And so like I talk about weightlifting, I talk about wine and people are always coming to me, even if they don't drink wine and they don't lift weights. It's like, oh my God, I see Mm -hmm. you lift weights. Like I'm a marathon runner or, you know, I do Pilates. It starts the conversation. So if you're not Mm -hmm. putting a little bit of yourself out there, you can't get to know someone on a level beyond just paperwork and emails. Yeah. And now, like, so I didn't know you lifted weights and I firmly believe that the older women get, the more they have to lift weights. Yes. Like, and 
Also, for me, it's also because I'm on a stage all the time and I'm moving my arms around and I do not want bingo wings. (laughs) And it was funny. I gave a speech. Yeah. 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 I gave a speech and I tend to wear sleeveless shirts when I'm, because I sweat a lot. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of different fabrics I can wear. So, very small on stage. you know, circuit of outfits. Yes. And I was giving a speech in California and a woman came up to me afterwards and she was like, all of the women in my row were like, look at her arms. They like, they are, they're so muscular. And she goes, how do you do it? I was like, bitches need to start lifting heavy weights. The older you are, the heavier you have to lift. Yeah. So I'm, I've been CrossFitting for like 11 years. So, Mm -hmm. and you know, my relationship with CrossFit ebbs and flows, but the thing that I love (laughs) about it is just lifting heavy shit. Like it's yeah. the most empowering, amazing yes. thing you could do. That's it. Yeah. 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 And like another thing, I mean, and this is not a health and wellness podcast, <laughs> you know, by any stretch of the imagination. However, I do want to say to the people who are listening that I read an article recently and I, I mean, I read voraciously, um, that said, you know, we're so, as we get older, we always tend to go towards like endurance based, yes. like riding bikes mm-hmm. or running you or know, walking distances. or whatever. Or walking. Yeah. And the article said like, that is actually not helping us as we grow older. It because our bodies will always endure. Like mm-hmm. they will endure. Endurance is not our problem. Yes. Our problem is stability. And strength. Yes. As Correct. Yes. And so you have to... I I take a, a hit class every Tuesday, Tuesday and there's like 7,000 burpees. And there are the burpees where you hit the floor 100% and then you have to get back up. Right. They're not like – It's not an up-down like, as we call it. It's, it's not an up-down. Right. And the instructor said, he's like, I'm literally doing this so that when you're older and you fall, you will be able to get back up. Correct. Like, Yeah. yeah. And you squat. So that's a yeah. weird – Tangent. Yeah, it's okay. We squat so we can get off the toilet. I, all of these things are relatable, right? So. I think there's something here where you share you share this tiny little nugget about yourself, this weightlifting thing, and that conversation came out of it. Yes, agreed. Like, and you know, when I do this in workshops in groups, when people yeah. start to say these little things, because I always tell people like, "What is something about your personality you can put into your message?" And like, there's the tentative and people are like, oh, I like movies or I do this. And then I'm like, okay, more specific. Give me more specific. And you find out, oh, this person's a dark comedy aficionado. This person is, you know, starting a garden in her house. Like this one is like the true crime podcast or whatever. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh my God, I didn't know that. And 20 minutes later, everybody's talking and getting to know each other. And again, like you're just inspiring connection and conversation because nobody cares what you do before work. (laughs) I like that song. I should sing it. Nobody gives a shit what you do for work. No. In, in that, in that, in that lovely tone. You did it. Um, so this is going to be brutal. Um, we're going to play a little thing here where list, dear listener, Mm. I sent my bio to Danielle. For her to critique, to tear apart, to say what is good and what is not good about it. And we're going to play this little exercise right now. So I'm going to read my bio and then... I'm going to audit it, if you will. Yes. rewrite it, but I have thoughts, so... Okay, perfect. So here is my bio as it stands. It's two paragraphs. Julie Brown... Oh, I already hate it. (laughs) Julie Brown is a sought-after speaker, networking expert, business strategist, 
author of This Shit Works, a no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and more success, as well as the host of the This Shit Works podcast. As a child of the 80s, Julie desperately wanted to grow up to be part of GLOW, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. As you can see, that dream was never realized. But with the energy that she would have brought to the squared circle, she now helps countless people transform their careers through networking, thought leadership, and self-advocacy. Julia's advice and tips strike the perfect balance of humor and expertise gained from more than 25 years of networking experience. Julie shows you that at every stage of your career, you are your best business development tool. Okay. That is the bio as it stands. There we go. Okay. So I do want to say it's not it's not awful at all. Like it has <laughs> it has personality and there's definitely things, but I feel like there's so many places where you could bump it up. Right. I love that you're like you say your name and you're like I already hate it. I was like, okay, so Blake Lively is a sought after. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Change your name. Um you know, the first paragraph is like author of this and then the the name of your uh, book and then the host of the yeah. podcast like you could also like at the end of that be like and she's already exhausted like something yeah. about the fact that that's a super long paragraph <laughs> um i love the gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh instead of the as you see that that dream was never realized i think it would be funnier to say something like but after tommy fitzsimmons pulled my hair in third grade i realized i wasn't cut out for wrestling or something okay. like that like you could do something like that. Um, or if you knew what the name was that you were going to call yourself, that would be amazing to include okay, there. I, didn't, I never came up with the name. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, maybe that's something for your listeners. Send in what okay, your listeners. name would be for the Gorgeous Ladies yeah. Wrestling. Um, I love that. Um, the energy that she would have brought to the Scrub Circle. She helps people transform their careers. I am not a proponent of 25 years, 30 years, X number of years okay. experience. Those are things that you can show, don't tell, right? So instead mm. of saying you have this vast, um, you know, length of experience, could you talk about maybe like what you did maybe in like your first job through today? Like, is there a way for you to connect the dots that like ever since... And I don't know what's 25 years ago. That would be like a reference. But I always joke that like in my first job, I had a fax machine. So like mm. it, you could tell them like basically yeah. how old I am or how long I've been working. Um, right. So it's like, is there something else that you could do instead of 25 years that shows potentially like how long you've been working? Mm. And then your best business development tool. I mean, it sounds like a toolkit to me. Like I would love a more empowering like badass ending. I mean, you only really curse with the name of the book. And so mm. I would love for you to be like, Julie shows you that at every stage of your career, you can be your best effing badass or something like something <laughs> like something a little bit more right. inspiring, you know, for your longer bio, obviously who you worked for, like, you know, she's mm -hmm. spoken on this count, you know, countless number of stages and right. sweated and has the outfits that she sweated through to prove it. Like, you know, <laughs> things, true. yeah, things like that. Um, you could talk about striking the perfect balance, which, you know, because you do hit workouts and you have the best arms in the biz. So like there's little like things that I think you can infuse, but it's like overall, I don't think it's awful. I just think it's still missing a lot more of you. I'm like the sassy. Yeah. Ones. I mean, I, it were, it, you know, it. It works, but every time somebody asks me for my bio yeah. or my media kit, yeah. I'm like, oh, 
I don't know if it's that good, you know, so. It's it, it's good, but it can always be better, right? All of our bios can always be better. Like I'm always mm. tweaking my own and I have mm. hugely long ones. I have shorter ones. Yeah. I ha- you know, I think it depends on who's asking, but even for corporate, people are like, that's your corporate bio. I'm like, yes, it is. Because again, like, why am I hiding? Like I talk about, you know, being, um, I don't know, I talk about being like a copywriter extraordinaire, a, ma- a magician, a badass, and something yeah. else. And then I say, you know, four of these things are accurate. Oh, who am I kidding? They're all accurate. Like that kind of, you know, <laughs> so like you could do that, do things like that. And then I say I'm available for office party tricks and I accept payment in bottles of Bordeaux. So I feel like more whimsical asides for you could be like a really Yeah, nice I said, I saw that. We'll accept payment in bottles of Bordeaux on your, on your uh, media kit. And I was like, damn, I should have used that line. But like for me, it would be, I mean, I love all wine. Mm, it would be yeah. buttery, char- buttery Chardonnay. Oh. And then something parenthetically that says, yes, she loves cougar juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is amazing. Um, I when My longer one says Bordeaux, Barolo, Barbera, or any wine with any letter. But yes, like, right. <laughs> Same idea. Right? So, yeah. oh, so funny. Um, I mentioned anyway. cougar juice during one speech, like once I said something about, I really love cougar juice, like buttery Chardonnay in the entire, it was a, a women's conference. The entire conference Howl. started howling. I'm I was sure. like, I did not realize that was that funny. It's like the Real Housewives. <laughs> like that's a, I don't watch the Real Housewives, but that feels like what they would all drink when they're not drinking uh, Skinny Girl. I know. I can't, I can't do skinny girl stuff. I can't, no, I have nothing against it. I can't do it. I can't do the taste. I can't do like any of the seltzers, mm. like the hard seltzers. I just feel like they always taste like the aluminum can they came in. So I have everything against the skinny girl, all the sparkling seltzers, all that shit. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Drink stuff. I mean, like I'm like, food. yeah, give me a buttery Chardonnay, a big, big beefy red or a glass of bourbon. So, so so interesting. The buttery shard to the big red to the bourbon doesn't feel yeah. like a linear path. But there's I love nothing, it. I love it so much. Yeah, there's like a really fun there. night. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah I just you know or and, and probably a pretty hungover next morning. Yeah, well, <laughs> not if it's good. Not if it's high quality. So it's funny. Like my bio should say something to the effect of. You know, she'll take payment in like buttery chardonnay. Don't worry, she won't be drunk on stage. I can see how fun it would be to work with you. Like just noodle these ideas, you know? I mean, there's noodling ideas and then there's actually saying, okay, yes, I have the confidence to put this into into my my online presence or, you know, my media kit or something like that. And and like, I think that's so interesting, right? Because most people would probably assume that you would be gung-ho to do anything and so even your own like and that's like what is the voice in our heads that we have been drilled into for 30 40 50 years telling us this is how you behave in a professional space and it's it takes a lot of untraining to say like you don't have to believe that anymore and that is hurting you because it's putting you in a box and until you step out of that box and like own who you are you're just never going to get where you need to go. Uh, yeah. My So my new, new, new favorite quote is from Carl Jung, and it is the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. Mm. And I <laughs> just, I love it so much um, mm-hmm. because I just feel like 
everybody should get to be who they truly are. Yeah. I, I can imagine that it, for some people, they'll be like, yes, I love this. Let's do this. And for some people, it'll be baby steps. And again, that's fine. I mean, you know, I work with people of all persuasions in terms of like levels, like C-suite, senior leaders, like managing Mm -hmm. directors, people in finance, like all over. And yeah, some of them are, it's, you know, this is what they're willing to give me, but they know that they need the help. Like they are so accomplished that they can't get out of their own way. Right. And, And then there's the people who are surprising that I think, oh God, like I had one client, I was like, she's going to be a snooze because her bio was so boring and she's fucking awesome. I love her. She is amazing. And like you meet her and she's funny and she's this. And that is the point is like your bio should not be a disconnect from who you are, right? right? It should showcase so that when we get on a Zoom or a call, you know, the best response is you're exactly what I expected. Right. Yes. And it's like yeah. removing the intimidation, removing this news factor and bringing you to life on the page mm-hmm. so that then you can be lively in person or in a room, yeah. et cetera. I have a personality brand bio checklist, which is like a few small yes. ways that you can infuse personality into your bio. That is something yeah. that I can easily share. And it's like micro to your point, micro baby steps. Each one builds yep. on the other. To just I downloaded it. Yes. Yes. It was a great tool. I downloaded it. So let's put a link to that in in the show notes. In the show notes. You also had a a download that I downloaded, which I think was like 25 best email. um, Subject lines I get. Subject lines, which I downloaded, which was great. So let's put a link to that in as well. Um, Because all these little things are super helpful. Yeah. And I think the beauty of like all of this with any person that you're ever listening to, it's you have to keep hearing it over and over. Mm-hmm. And at some point, yeah. you know, you might be resistant right now if you're listening and think you don't need it, or maybe you're going to baby step it. But then a few weeks from now or a few months from now, you might be ready. You might be job hunting. You might be pivoting and you might think yeah. I need to do something because I'm not going to get noticed. Right. So um, I just think we have to hear these things like a thousand times. I have people yep. that come hear me speak and they're like, I'm like, why are you here again? It's the same thing I did two weeks ago. And they're like, I just need to keep hearing it. Right? Like, I know. Bang it into my brain. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. I've had people, obviously when people see me speak yeah. and then they hire me for their company, I always feel bad because they've seen it. And then they'll inevitably say to me, it was better than the first yeah. time. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, because they're retaining more, right? And they can like probably – they know what to expect, so they're paying more attention. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, we're going to wrap this up, but I just want to say like I'm trying to remember you and I – connected on LinkedIn first. And I think you had emailed, you had emailed me and maybe you had gotten my out of office that said that I was in Curacao and I was coming to Turtles. And then you asked, so like, this is the thing, dear listener. Um, like you picked up on that. You email when we were on LinkedIn, you were like, how was swimming with the turtles? And I was like, oh, it was wonderful. Did you know that turtles breathe out of their butts? <laughs> it's all coming back to the farting, people. It's, yeah, it's all coming back to farting. <laughs> um, and it was something you were like, I did not know that turtles breathed out of their butts. And then we didn't even talk about business for forever. We just talked about turtles breathing out of their butts yeah, for like you sent me a, a long time link. before we got to the point where we're both on this podcast. Exactly. Oh, I love it. So, and who knew? I mean, I don't know how you breathe out of, I don't, I still don't understand that. It's just bizarre to me. So, but I guess if you're eating, they breathe, I don't know. 
That makes it very efficient <laughs> to eat and then breathe out of your butt at the same and time. And then breathe out of your I mean, you don't have to come up for air. What? That's you, exactly. You're not, you're not, <laughs> that's exactly what I was just thinking. You could just, you know. <laughs> this, this interview has gone off the rails <laughs> twice now. <laughs> Listen, people, it's like two days before the holiday break. So yeah. We're a little punchy. We are recording this on December 21st. That's right. Both of our minds are already on vacation for the that's holiday right. My mom would be like, you're getting punchy. No, that's, yep. you know. Yeah. So. Wrap it up, Julie. <laughs> and on that I think note, you've had enough, ladies. <laughs> I know all the listeners are like, fucking Christ, get it over it. <laughs> on that note, Danielle, this was awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. This was so fun. I hope people are laughing. Um, both I hope so, and too. And if they're not, they shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Friends, I'm sorry if there were too many tangents in that conversation. I mean, honestly, it's just what happens when you get similar personality types together four days before Christmas. Not to mention that you could probably hear in my voice that I was sick during the taping of this. Not COVID sick or flu sick. I just have that, like, dry cough thing that everybody seems to have. It's so rampant that even the New Yorker wrote an article about it. So I was like a little, I don't know. I was a little off my game. Anyway, in case you missed them, here are some gems from the conversation that I want you to remember. One, personality and professionalism are not mutually exclusive. Two, figure out what you are willing to share to help you foster connections. So what are you willing to share? Three, take the time to connect the dots on why you do what you do and how you approach your job. What is the through line? Why do you do it? Four, use your personality to attract the right people and repel, repel not offend, the wrong people. And five, that quote that she shared with us, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. So those are my five takeaways from that conversation. And yes, you can add a sixth one that turtles breathe out their butts. Now. On to the drink of the week, which for this week is a cocktail called Personality a la Roy, which is adapted from a recipe called the Hercules, which was in Harry Craddock's 1930s, the Savoy cocktail book. Here's what you're going to need. One and a half ounces of dry gin, three-fourths ounce of apple brandy, three-fourths ounce of Dubonnet, which if you haven't heard of that before, it's a red wine aperitif. One dash of Angostura bitters and a third ounce of chilled water. What you're going to do is you're going to stir all ingredients in um, a cocktail stirrer with ice and then strain into an ice-filled rocks glass. That's it. All right, friends. That's all for this week. If you like what you heard today, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. Also, please remember to share the podcast to help it reach a larger audience. If you want more Julie Brown, you can find my book, This Shit Works, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can find me on LinkedIn at Julie Brown BD. Just let me know where you found me when you reach out. I am Julie Brown underscore BD on the Instagram. Or as always, just pop on over to my website, juliebrownbd.com. Until next week. Cheers, guys. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. 
See you next week on This Shit Works.